everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight episode 400 and something. It's hard to tell because we record these out of order, but <laughs> we are here today. I am Peter, of course, and I'm joined as always by Tim. I don't think any living thing should have to suffer. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast and today we are going to talk about the turning which was a movie that came out in january and you know that it's always it's always a good sign when a horror movie <laughs> comes out in january uh with, with few exceptions they tend to suck <laughs> so this was one we actually made the choice Bef- before all the quarantine started before everything else we just made the choice that we didn't want to risk paying money for this one uh, at least not you know full cinema ticket price and we wanted to come watch it at home and it was cheaper <laughs> readily available and here we are today to finally talk about it. Uh, starring Mackenzie Davis from Black Mirror and, of course, Blade Runner 2049 and a few other things. And then, of course, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, who one day, I swear, will be in something that's set present day. I don't know when that'll happen, <laughs> but it'll happen. Because, honestly, Tim, I had no idea this was set in 1994. I Like, see, when it started and it was, the news was on, it said Kurt Cobain had a memorial today because he, he, he had suicide. Or had suicide. Committed suicide two days ago. I was like, wait, what? This is 1994? Why? Well, uh, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty vital to the plot. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine this set at any other time. And it'd be one but... thing if you said, oh, well, because the book was set then, uh, except no, it wasn't, because a movie was based on the book uh, called The Innocents that came out in the 60s, so I'm fairly confident that uh, the, 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 the setting in the book was not the na- mid-90s, so... if Honestly, if, if I had to guess, like, I know, like, uh, you know, Finn Wolfhard, like, has, like, a band, and he's super into, like, uh, music, and I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, you know, one of his... Uh, I don't know about demand, but I don't know, maybe suggestions or something was that he wanted it to be like in the 90s grunge era or something. <laughs> well, do you think he's like his character in the movie where he's really demanding and like, he's like, look, I'll, I'll do your <laughs> shitty little horror movie, but I want to play the drums. All right, <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is based on the turn of the screw, uh, if I'm remembering that title correctly, uh, which is also yep. the basis for the next season of Haunting of Hill House, which is called The Haunting of Bly Manor, mm-hmm. which is coming up, uh, presumably still later this year. We're still expecting October for that. But mm-hmm. this is uh, based on that book. Like I say, there was a movie in the 60s. I think there was another movie, maybe in the, in the 90s as well. And then we've got a TV show coming up that's going to be like a 10-episode adaptation of it. The trailer for this looked bad. There's no two ways about it. It just looked <laughs> bad from the start. It was coming out in January. The, the the deck was stacked. Even though it had some, you know, some interesting cast members. I like Mackenzie Davis and Finn Wolfhard. I like in mm. Stranger Things. And you know, he's good in that yeah. as well. At chapter one and a bit of two. You know, he's fine in that. So yeah. there was maybe some mild, but then again, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were doing Winchester with the uh, or, or even Pet Cemetery. Jason Clark, the poor bastard, mm. keeps putting in these really bad horror movies that came out in like February, March time every year. Uh, not this year, of course. This year, twenty twenty, just decided to be horrible in every other possible way. But here we are. So the turning is about a living tutor played by Mackenzie Davis, who she's actually a teacher, but she's basically given this job to go and tutor. Uh, this 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 little girl who lives in a big mansion. Her parents died recently. <laughs> you know, your typical Batman origin type of thing. Uh, but sure. she, she's on her own, and she's going to. Well, she's on her own despite the fact she's got like a like a maid, kind of her Alfred, if you will. 
who lives there with her, and also her older brother, played by Finn Wolfhard, who does leave and go to school, that's boarding school, but does come back during the course of the film. And she's there, but of course the horror aspect to this is that slowly over the course of the film, she starts to really question, okay, why did the previous live-in tutor disappear? Why did she leave? And begins to see things, you know, ghosts perhaps, and the reflections and things like that, and you know, your, your spooky haunted house potential kind of movie, uh, the paranoia that comes with it. That's the the gist of the turning. So I shall ask Tim, uh, the second movie of the year that got an F on Cinema Score. For the record, the first <laughs> one was The Grudge, which we already did, and also has a thirty five on Metacritic, a three point eight on IMDb, and the Rotten Tomato score. I think the last time I checked was at twelve percent. With all that kept in mind, Tim, how do you feel about? <laughs> The turning. You know, uh, I was a little hopeful uh, for this one, uh, and I would say, why? I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like the. I, I was into it for like the first maybe like three or four minutes, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I liked the the like when she gets to the the house. I was like, ooh, I like this house. It's kind of spooky. It kind of reminds me of like castlevania with it's like big elaborate rooms and like you know like shrubs and and like all these different sections i could imagine tim was into the shrubs the shrubbery is what (laughs) did it for tim but uh yeah it it quickly quickly uh spirals into being uh yeah pretty bad i mean i'll I'll be honest i I mean i think this might be one of the worst movies we've ever done uh, for the show (laughs) Here's, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. See, for the first two thirds, I wouldn't have agreed with that. The first two thirds, I thought it was really mediocre and boring, but I didn't uh-huh. think it was as bad as other things we've done. Right? It was just, sure. it was just really rough and not good, and you know, it felt like a January horror movie. Here's yeah. the thing. This might have the worst ending that we've <laughs> ever talked about on this show. You know what it? You know what it feels like to me. Like <laughs> yes. the, the way I described it is, it feels like. They they had the movie complete done with the ending, and then they decided, hey, let's also put the alternate ending on. <laughs> like, like you know, like you watch a DVD and it's like you know with never before seen like alternate ending. It's like they had that, but then they were like, well, no one buys DVDs anymore, so let's just throw this on the actual movie. It's <laughs> like it, it it's absolutely insane. Like I and I had heard, uh, yeah, that the ending was like really like you know out there but yeah by the time you're watching the movie you kind of forget about it and then it does get to a point where you kind of are like oh you know this doesn't seem as crazy as people are talking about but then it happens you're like oh jesus this is wow yeah (laughs) did not see this coming it it goes for this this sort of twist so this is the thing as much as i I like the alternate ending theory because it's funny (laughs) it it clearly is this intentional thing where it wants us to be go oh my god they just pulled that oh my we're so impressed (laughs) i'm baffled i mean i was into the shrubbery in the first 10 minutes but now i'm just overtaken with the 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 swift release and awe of the storytelling and it just it feels so unfinished it feels like you, you say that it feels like an alternate ending was tacked on i actually think it feels more like they forgot to actually put the ending on after they had their twist. <laughs> yeah. Because it does this thing, there's actually something kind of playing as the credits are rolling. 
So it's a really just sort of right, right. subtle thing, but it's, 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 there's, there's this visual happening behind the credits as it's playing. And I actually thought there was going to be a post-credits scene uh, of Me too. you know at the end when, uh, but I sort of skipped ahead and it just kind of it went black. So if there was a post credit scene at the very end, I didn't see it because I just gave up. But <laughs> uh, there's there's not there's not a scene, but yes. there's like a an image, I guess. There's an image, <laughs> like oh yeah, like oh what well, well, but well it I mean it's pretty much the same thing that you're seeing at through okay. the credits. I mean we'll we'll get to it, but it's yeah it's not like there's no talking. It's not like an actual seeing where people talk or you know there's no um whoever the nick fury equivalent of the <laughs> turning universe is doesn't come out and you know so there's nothing like that yes but tim what about the shrubs yeah. was the shrubs and how were they <laughs> unfortunately i don't know we're, we're, we're left to wonder <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we can't obviously talk about what the ending is until we get to spoilers, because we're starting spoiler-free, of course. We always do. We'll give you warning in the middle. I should have said that earlier. Uh, but we, I was t- I was too excited about <laughs> talking about the quality of this film. I, honestly, the, the, the going through the plot, like we sometimes do, is going to be more difficult, I think, because it's it's a series of just like generic, creepy moments for the most part, uh, which is why I'm saying the first two-thirds is just really kind of generic. The, o- the only yeah. thing that sticks out about the first two-thirds is Finn Wolfhard's character and the way he talks to uh to Mackenzie Davis's character sometimes. It's like, oh, they're, they're doing that with this. Oh, int- okay. But other than that, it's just kind of bland and, you know, la-di-da, typical January horror movie. And then the last, like, ten minutes... Because this is the thing, like, I actually thought it got to laughable laugh bad territory before the twist. Because once we start sure. seeing a certain thing, I thought, this just looks bad. And it, yeah. it's just coming off as laughable and goofy, and I'm not, I'm not into it. And it's it's kind of the if anything, I wish it was just this this stupid throughout, so that I'd have been more in, entertained in a in a goofy way instead of just being sure. bored for eighty minutes and then it hits me with this. Like maybe I'd be laughing if this was the first couple of minutes, but then it does the twist thing, and it it. it to the, I'll be honest, Tim, I actually went back and watched the moment the the, the, the twist kicks in again because I thought I missed something. <laughs> I thought I missed... And, like, there's so little... Like, technically, they set up something. Technically, there is a seed right. that sets up why this thing happens at the end. However, the thing that happens at the end, despite the fact that there is the seed, the seed was not growing throughout the film. There was nothing throughout the film that suggested that the, that it was going in this direction where we were questioning this or that or, or whatever. There was never that throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. So the twist itself comes off as really weird. And then, not right. only that, then there's a scene after the twist which is just kind of this weird standalone thing that has no ending to it. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Even though it's like, yeah, a little hard to, to tiptoe around it, but um yeah no it, it is very stupid and out of nowhere and uh i also feel like it's a um the, they use a device that i feel like a lot of other um like bad horror movies use that's like a very easy scapegoat uh to like blame things on um mm. but yeah <laughs> this movie's like such a yeah like a offender of it uh i i will say the um like if I'm gonna give it like yeah a slight compliment like you kind of mentioned earlier like the um you know there are good people in it like I I'm not really too familiar with uh Mackenzie Davis like 
uh, I don't think I've seen like the other stuff you mentioned, but she just looking at her though, like she looked very familiar. I was like, I know, I know I've at least seen this actress before, and yeah, like she is like a good actress, and you know Finn Wolfhard's like good, and uh, I even thought like the little girl like was good. You know, she's doing a very you know mm. like young precocious kid thing, but you know she can act. <laughs> you know, uh, which you don't always get with like young kid actors, but yeah, it, it's just so the story's just so bland, and uh, honestly, I found it frustrating uh, because. Um, like I I, oh, I I don't know why I didn't mention this. Mackenzie Davis was also in the newest Terminator movie. <laughs> That's a weird one to miss out. But oh yeah, <laughs> the Terminator uh, Dark Fate. <clears throat> but like, uh, it really frustrates me uh, that, and I hate when people like do this in movies. Um, but I feel like, not that this would like solve problems, but I just really wanted her character to, at some point, talk to someone about what's going on. Because, like, you're seeing all these really stupid, cheap, generic ghost stuff, but never at any point is she, like, talking to people saying, like, hey, is this house haunted? Uh, what's going on with these ghosts? Uh, you, know, like, what, you know what I mean? On this subject, I, around the hour mark of the movie, I checked how much was left, and I couldn't believe I was, like, two-thirds through. Because it felt like, despite the fact that it felt like an eternity to get there, the, it didn't feel like the plot had moved forward enough to be two thirds through. It felt like wait, we're still just setting up the thing. We're, we're not even at the point yet yeah. where the characters like really lose, starting to lose her shit because she's seeing things and and hearing things. It it all it all feels very. I don't know. It's really frustrating because it's doing a lot of really generic things. Because this is the thing: for the first half of the movie, technically, there's not really any horror. It just kind of forces some extra little things in there to give it some jump scares so that we know it's a horror movie because there'll be these little moments where she'll turn and she'll think she sees something in a reflection or something and there'll be like a loud, you know, string scare, you know, in the, in the soundtrack. And it'll, it does that a bunch of times and every time it did it, all I could think was like, because the way this story is built, for better or worse, the whole point of this story is the slow, because even The Innocence, I don't remember much, because I've seen The Innocence, but it was a long time ago, so I don't remember it too well. But that was a slow burn of a movie, and that was fine, because it was a slow kind of psychological building to things. This movie is so insecure of people knowing what to feel or what to think and what the tone's supposed to be, that it has to do these cheap scares just to say, hey, don't worry, we're a horror movie. We're still a horror <laughs> movie, don't, don't worry about it. it. It can't just create tension, it has to, <laughs> like, blah, but, boo. You know what I would even uh, say with that, though, is I don't even think the scares were good on a, like, what you come to expect on, like, a generic level. Like, oh, I think sure. they're, like, because cause they go by so fast that there's so many instances where it's, like, oh, yeah, I think there was something in the mirror. I didn't really see what it was, but, and it's, like, th they are doing the cheap generic thing where, hey, this pops up and there's a loud music sting, but they're, like, so fast about it that it's like all right like even like a shitty movie would know to like stay on this for a beat you know what i mean like mm. it, like you can't even handle the blatant cheap generic stuff well yeah uh so with that i think we'll just give the spoiler warning so we can talk about things because honestly i don't know how much there is left <laughs> to say I, I, my, my only guess for the time period would be that they didn't want to have, like, cell phones be a thing in it. But, I mean, why sure. pick the 90s specifically? You could have picked really any time. I guess 90s is the newest one that, believably, no one has cell phones uh, you know, in the vicinity. Yeah. Like, cell phones did exist in some fashion, but most people <laughs> didn't have them yet. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess... If they think the why. 80s is too overplayed. 
maybe maybe it was the eighties, then they cast Finn Wolfhard and went, Oh shit, we can't put it in the eighties. Like yeah. he's already been like multiple eighties set things. <laughs> like it it does feel like they do wanna have some weird like uh like grunge nirvana kinda aesthetic to it because uh yeah, it, it it's like nineties, you know, they mentioned Nirvana you know, uh There's even a, there's a there's a Courtney Love song on the soundtrack as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, there's like a the scene with you know, well, I mean multiple scenes of him like, you know, playing music and stuff and so it's like it seems like they wanted to do something with it, but it has zero impact in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> no, I mean Okay, so full spoilers then. So full spoilers for the turning. Oh, I would say something on that point, but I need to do it after the spoiler warning. I'll okay. take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to David Short, Tyler Hess, Alison M. Fordyce, and Cindy Palacios. Uh, they are $20 above patrons. But you can support us at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month, and that'll get you a bonus episode every single month, usually some wacky B-movie that we find somewhere. In fact, we're about to record this month's right after this episode. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, go check it out. Five dollar tier, you get to vote on an episode every month, and you also get to uh, see the episodes a day early. So go and have a look, see if you're interested. Thank you to all of our patrons. We love you all dearly. But uh, yeah, so full spoilers for the turning. My only guess with the grunge thing is that maybe because the eventual twist is that no, she's just crazy. None of this is real. Mm-hmm. Which the movie does not <laughs> remotely like. For like, it sets up that her mother <laughs> is in a in a hospital, and it sets that up at the start, and then it just basically isn't a factor until she gets like a a letter from her mother at one point, and this is like yeah. an hour into the movie. This is like much, much, much later, and then from you, that, like you've forgotten it at that point. <laughs> yeah, and even after that, it doesn't really feel that relevant until till later. But there yeah. is one line from the uh, the caretaker, uh, Mrs. Gross, who says, "This hope is not genetic." and that is that is basically it uh but my only guess is to the whole nirvana thing and like tying it so much to all that is that it because the first thing it's mentioned is his suicide and the memorial service for his for his death and i i guess like like no one knows what you know what kurt cobain was going through his mind over those like that last day before he killed himself like I, I don't know if they're trying to relate what happened with him and like her journey in this movie like her final day of like craziness or which is really insensitive <laughs> for a star because like oh, of course uh, yeah. ultimately like i mean i'm not saying you can't relate your story to a real world event and a real person like that but it doesn't actually feel tied enough to the idea to make it even remotely worthwhile and doing that totally. <laughs> so we'll go back and we talk about some other stuff uh, throughout but we need to talk about the ending this is okay. the, this is the main well, this is the main thing we're going to talk about because it's the only interesting thing yeah. the movie's got going for it is that so over the course of the movie she is seeing the face of someone and we hear stories of this caretaker that worked on the grounds of the big house and the suggestion later on is that the previous live-in tutor was harassed and potentially assaulted by this caretaker dude. And this caretaker was a really bad influence on Finn Wolfhard's character. Uh, more on what that influence was later, because that, that deserves its own little discussion. But he, she uh, basically starts to see his ghost in the mirror, and then eventually the ghost like, seems to be coming after her, and she's being creeped out, partly, partially by Finn Wolfhard, but then eventually by this this ghost, and realizing, oh, it's him, it's the ghost of the, the man, he's here, he's in the, the, he's in the mirrors and whatnot. And we have this big beat where as she's like 
scared running around the mrs gross comes up and is and mrs gross is kind of this really mean old like stuffy woman the whole time and she's like oh what are you doing dear why are you out here and basically the ghost essentially scares her into falling over the stairs and i thought oh that's going to look like she pushed her it's going to look like uh, Mackenzie davis did this and she goes and gets the kids because she realizes they're in danger because of this ghost and she drives them out of the grounds which is a big deal because the girl's too scared to leave the grounds thinking she's going to die like her parents did but they, they leave, they drive off, past the gate, and they're down the road, and it feels like they, the end of the movie, that they're, they're driving away. Very lackluster, not exciting or interesting, but it just feels like the end of the story that they're telling. And then... Just just for the record, I, I kept expecting the twist to be that the daughter was dead, and if she, like, drove off the grounds, that, like, she would disappear or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, I could, I could see why you think that. Uh yeah uh, so they, they drive off out the gate and as the car's driving away the camera kind of like does this transition there's like, a, there's like a, a transition where it becomes i, did, I wouldn't quite say i just a drawing but basically the letter that she got from her mother from the psychiatric hospital about the hour into the movie was a series of like kind of just it, it just looks like black smears but they're kind of vaguely in like shapes and yeah. it kind of fades from this shot of the car going down the road to this black this black smeary painting and you can kind of make out the car on the road a little bit now that you've seen it transition from that and it comes back here like a like a gotcha like no this didn't happen <laughs> it's a, you know, do you know that thing where the, the, some movies will do that fake out where the happy ending will happen and then it'll snap back to reality it's kind of that yeah. except the snap back to reality is like ages ago in the context of the movie this is like 30 minutes ago and it it felt like we had gone back so far in time i was i, I couldn't believe it. i was like wait a minute how much of that was not real then and once again mrs gross says well i hope whatever your mother has isn't genetic and mm-hmm. Mackenzie davis looks really worried and i'm like what and then she, she goes into the room with the kids and the kids are talking about her and she sees the reflection of the caretaker did again uh was it quint and the and the and the reflection and She's like, hey, did you see Did you see Quint? He's here. He's in, he's in the walls. And the kids are both like, nah, there's nothing there. And keep in mind, one of the main plot driving forces of the plot in the movie before the, 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 the previous ending and the fake out here where it goes back to this t- part of the movie was that Finn Wolfhard, despite the fact that he's only like, what, 14 or 15, is sexually harassing Mackenzie Davis's character, that he is saying inappropriate things. He's sneaking into a room at night. He's doing creepy things. So to then say that no, she's actually just crazy and none of that was real, is mm. kind of a weird like. No, I mean I I won't say that it's going out of its way to be problematic, but when you actually stop and think about it, it is kind of like that's a dodgy yeah. message. <laughs> it's that's a messed that's, up. <laughs> that's a dodgy message to be putting out there that this isn't real. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean it's kind of a weird icky thing that you've got this underage kid being the harasser, and maybe that there's something in that to explore perhaps. And- and especially um, the fact that he is um, like you know very rich and powerful, and you do kind of yeah. get the sense that he feels like he owns her, you know. Yeah, there's a whole thing where he's teaching her to ride the horse because she's never really done that, you know, beyond like one thing as a kid. And the way he talks about you have to break in the animal, you have to show it's who's boss, and like uh, you know assert your control. It feels like he's doing that with her, and it feels like he's you know, and it's implied that this is all the influence of this this Quint character who would take him drinking even though he's like fourteen and. And stuff yeah. like that. So, and even the the caretaker lady is like, uh, 
oh like no he was born into privilege he doesn't take his plate through i do that kind of thing like, you know she's she's like in, reinforcing all of his his bad habits and his, his shitty attitude yeah. and it feels like that's what the horror movie is going to be about it's going to be about him and whatever and i didn't remember this specifically from the previous movie i don't remember a lot from the the, the 60s movie and i don't know how you know, this arguably might be closer to the the source material i have no idea but i didn't remember this tangent from it so i didn't actually expect it to be the only thing the movie was doing but it did feel like this was this was this movie's thing so i mean i I, I could be wrong, but I do believe, I, I never actually read the book, but from what I heard, I do think that part of the book is that it's a little bit ambiguous as to, you know, whether this person's crazy or if there are actually ghosts and no, stuff, well, which... Th- this is the one thing I actually do remember about the original movie, is that the ending kind of plays it very like she might have just been crazy. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, that, that was definitely the thing that I remembered from that that movie. Uh, what the kids actually do in this and how they actually are is very different, at least from my vague recollection. And so you have this <clears> thing. I, I think the well, I think the problem here is it's not that there's nothing wrong with having that kind of um, you know ambiguity uh, in the ending or whatever. But you know, I, I think you kind of mentioned it before. Like, there's absolutely no like setup to this like oh no this, this is what i was getting to with the scene with the that's what i was explaining for the Wolfhards thing because oh, yeah. we come in here and all of a sudden like him and the little girl are like oh no like there's nothing there you're acting crazy and it's it's this weird thing where his entire plot up until ju- you know because if anything i'd also complain that they kind of forget about him a little bit there's a point where she starts seeing the ghost where we kind of just forget finn wolfhard exists for like 20 minutes yeah but we come in here uh, after this sort of weird twist that we're, we've come back to this point in time and everything like him, him now being this kid who, who's aware that this woman is maybe crazy and is maybe seeing things that aren't there it just it feels like a like a good movie doing this twist what it would do is is that it would kind of recontextualize everything we'd seen with him and maybe we'd understand better why from her perspective these things look like this or why this was looking like that or whatever but instead it just feels like this random thing where almost everything with him before this point in the movie just doesn't matter now he's just like he's still a rich little shit but he's still just a relatively normal rich little shit in this scene as opposed to the creepy building that they were doing before it just it feels all irrelevant all of a sudden yeah like after the twist it feels like they're completely different characters like they it feels like they don't even know her or anything you know like they're so weirdly put off and afraid of her and, and like even she looks different like after the end like she looks all like you know like frazzled and like had like has bags under her eyes and stuff and it's i, I don't know it, it feels weird it, it just feels like such a um like a i don't know like, like a betrayal of the movie or something because it's like all right like none of this was hinted or gleamed at before it's like you're just like changing the rules on us like in the last five minutes yeah, and there's no subtlety. There's no, like you say, she looks different. She's got they're more frazzled looking and whatever. And then this scene, uh, she she's standing there just kind of being shocked that the kids aren't agreeing with her. Uh, she, she she accidentally drops the the, the girl's doll and her, the face smashes. Uh, if only this was Brahms. That's all I'll say. And <laughs> and she. And then it just cuts to this scene, which I guess is her imagining this or something, but it just it cuts to this scene where 
I thought they were in like a, an empty swimming pool, which I guess they kind of are. But she's in like a bed in an empty swimming pool, which I guess it, well, the, it backs the, up the it backs up the idea that this is not a real thing that's happening; that it's more of a well, vision or something. Well, if you go back to the beginning, uh, the the place her mother was at was in a swimming pool. It like was whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, well, that's where she is. Yeah, she, she's she's back where her mother is in this hospital, but. It only just occurred to me in this final scene how weird this looks. Like, why is this in a swimming pool? Maybe it's because they put a bed sure. in there and all of a sudden it really stuck out. Wait, this is a swimming pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why are they in a swimming pool? But that, that's where the mother is. And the mother's got her, her, her head turned to her and she's just kind of mumbling something. And Mackenzie Davis walks towards her. And the movie ends, I shit you not, uh, where the mother eventually is about to turn around. We see Mackenzie Davis react and scream. And I thought, oh, it's going to. I thought, oh, it's going to show that it's actually her. That maybe she's been in an institute this right. whole time or something. Whatever, which would have still been terrible. Don't get me wrong. The movie did not set up for that at all. But I thought that's what it was maybe about to do. Instead, as soon as she streams, we never see what the mother's face was, and nope. the credits start playing with with uh, the image of like her hand, <laughs> sort of like just sort of like caressing a painting. She's sort of like walking down a wall just with yeah. her hand, sort of like dragging back across it slowly as the credits rise and i'm like what was those last 10 minutes it was so nonsensical and not in a way that it's like oh batshit insane what the hell david lynch-esque no no it was just like those decisions here on a filmmaking level and a narrative level that just don't make sense even like a, we want an ambiguous twist kind of way it just the movie didn't set up for it it's clunky as hell the, the, the transition between the, the, the first twist, which is to, oh, we're back to this point where she got the letter, and again to this weird dream sequence slash memory slash, like, reality, her realizing in her mind that she's the crazy one or something. This pulled this so far out of its own ass right at the end of the movie. I Honestly, it's, it may be one of the worst endings of any movie I've ever seen, and luckily the movie was shit before then anyway, yeah. if not particularly notable. If this was good up until that point, I would be livid. As it is, I'm just dumbfounded at the decisions made here. Yeah. No, it feels like something... Like, if you're trying to work on something and you're having problems with it and you get to a point where you're just like, I just need this to be done. Um, You know, here, fine. It's it's not perfect, but, you know, we're finished. We, we can't keep working on this. Like, it feels like that kind of mentality <laughs> where it's just like... Uh, all right, we, we can't spend any more time on it. This, this is what's going to be. Who cares? If there was more stuff at the end, though, if there was more stuff shot for the ending, I would love to know how bad it must sure. be for them to think that cutting like this and <laughs> d- doing it this way was the better option. I I am fascinated by that idea. Basically, I'm saying yeah. release the... What's the director's <laughs> name? Hold on. Hold on. I got Alan it. Smithy. <laughs> uh, release the... Sigismondi cut. <laughs> or okay. Sigismondi. I don't know if it's a soft G or a hard G. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, I, I would love to know what the hell is going on uh, as well. Interesting. The director's name is Floria, which is very close to Flora, which is the girl's name. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why that was the case, but it is. Uh, and then, uh, so if you do watch through the credits, basically all that happens is, you know, as the hand is going through, like, the the pool wall and everything eventually that fades into mm. just blackness and then you see like the floating white spectral uh image of the jessel i think her name was the previous caretaker oh right yeah and then and basically after the credits it just ends with kind of like a you know a 
quick shot of her just floating. So that that's all you get. So the sad part is, is that like there there could be something here. Like let's say the whole idea of this is that when she's telling her roommate at the start of the movie, she's taking this job. She's sorry she has to go. But you can almost tell us so she's she's covering for the fact that she has to go to like a rehab center because she's been acting erratically or something. Like she's she's having to go to some sort of hospital and she's going willingly but she's too ashamed to admit it like you could you could like play some subtext here you, you could do something with this uh yeah. but i don't know like it's a really fine line to walk when you want to <laughs> reveal that the entire movie's kind of been a lie and through the perspective of a character who's not trustworthy the problem is though because I, I, I guess it's suggesting that every time finn wolfhard said something like oh that tattoo makes you look sexy or something like that he says at one point and it comes, it comes off really weird because she's trying to be like a teacher to him like a, almost like a surrogate mother to him and he, he hits back with your tattoo makes you sexy <laughs> like you know just the, yeah <laughs> it, it comes off really kind of weird but I mean, like he, he straight up kisses her at one point that's true yeah no because after mm-hmm. he's uh snuck in the room right yeah. was that the same scene when he's in the room yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh, and he's caressing her face, and he says it was a spider on her face, which doesn't answer the question as to why he's <laughs> in the room in the first place, admittedly. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he sort of goes up for a kiss, and, like, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe there's something there, a horror movie where, like, a kid, you know, essentially, I mean, obviously, there's an older kid, but, you know, but, but, you know, he's a teenager, but the idea that a kid is doing this and that no one will believe her because it's a child and she's clearly must be, you know, there's, there's, some, there's a horror story about social expectations that could be told there potentially i mean yeah there's a lot of stuff you could take from it because yeah you, you obviously have um you know like an idea of like class and privilege and mm-hmm. then uh yeah like certainly like you know some uh you know like sexual harassment stuff you can work with but it's just nothing is handled well in this movie at all and if this is all in her head then why is it like this was she abused at some point earlier in her life and this is kind of like sure. a replaying of it uh, why, why is this why is the a backstory of this caretaker and the previous like tour like why does that all exist in her head yeah and i feel like a lot of like shitty movies do this where they have like just the easy scapegoat of like uh oh no the parents are crazy so you know they're crazy too or they're afraid they're gonna be crazy like and i i feel like uh, i can't think of anything off the top of my head but you know i feel like that's something we've seen in other like, would... movies <laughs> I would be okay with someone scared they're going to lose their mind because their parents did that as well. I'd I'd be okay with that if the movie was actually that the whole time. <laughs> like sure. if the movie was actually yeah, they... her questioning what she was seeing and thinking, you know, like yeah. if it was doing that, then fine. But it wasn't. Yeah, like, like, like there's never like you think at some point like you know her friend or something would be like, oh, are you, are you seeing visions again, or, or are you afraid you're gonna see something like your mother did? But yeah, there's like nothing like that at all. If anything, it's more like the boy for the first hour, just in the sense that she comes to a big house, she's she's the tutor for some kid. The kid just isn't a doll. <laughs> like, yeah. There's some parallels there. And what I mean by that is in the sense that it doesn't feel like there's something else going on with her. It feels like she's a normal person walking into this world yeah. that's going to be the weird thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and honestly, there's no... Like, I feel like anyone, someone, if anyone does happen to think this is good or likes this movie... I feel like they're going to say, oh, you just don't get the subtext here. This represents that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though, is that a good movie, like, I would be able to look at this and say, okay, yeah, you can say that oh, she, she just takes, like, the information she's presented with and builds her paranoia into the information. So that's why there's this previous caretaker and all that and all these various, this backstory. But a good story would use that and all the themes would represent something. All, all these elements would represent something that means something to her. 
and it would all kind of like feel like it, it, it clicks together as it is it just feels like this weird tacked on element that just comes out of nowhere you know we, we're, we're 35 minutes into this review and we're still talking about the ending <laughs> it's basically all we've talked about because it's the only interesting thing to talk about i mean uh, we've, we've went back occasionally and brought up moments uh you know there's definitely a beach break just it, it kind of felt like they were taken from other movies like you know there's a bit where uh wolf hard's like bouncing a ball and it just it feels like the shining you know on, on a smaller scale where he's just bouncing the ball off the wall <laughs> what are you laughing at what are you looking at how dare you not pay attention well, to my wonderful commentary? Well, because you mentioned uh, if if there are people that actually like this, I just brought up Am- <laughs> uh, Amazon on my phone to see if there are any five star reviews. Uh, oh, go just, on. just looking at it's just funny looking at like the one of the top, the first reviews says glad I ignored the uh, ignored the one star reviews. Uh, <laughs> it has four stars. Um. I, so the person says, I seem to have totally different tastes in movies than most people on Amazon. Films that average five stars like Mandy and The Lighthouse for me were just a waste of money and time. <laughs> uh, looks like most of the review the reviews are like one or two stars, but then there's another, there is a five star one that says, yes, three exclamation marks. Finally, my horror fix is uh, satiated with this fantastic adaptation. And then... Uh, I'll I'll just uh it, it's pretty long, but I'll just read the first paragraph. It says, "Go on." The turning is not for mainstream horror fans. It's a great, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great psychological film with a lot of classic terror mechanisms from the genre and artistic details. I just finished watching it and am ready and am already theorizing about possible interpretations. This is true horror with a classic feel and based on the classic novella Turn of the Screw. Um. It feels like I wrote that as a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> that is that's like one of your tweets where you're clearly just trying to trigger people into reacting. I, I it's baffling to me. I yeah, this is this is bad. <laughs> like, this is like this even, even I can't like it's objectively yeah. bad. Is what you're saying? Yeah, like I, I mean, I can't even like you know pretend to like like this movie. It'd be it'd be too hard, even for my expert skills. Even though it's very similar in quality to the boy. No, no, no way. <laughs> that's, that's, you know it is. You know it to be true. <clears throat> Open your heart. <laughs> Let the truth in. <sighs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it really is, uh, yeah, it really is baffling. Like, especially, it, it, it's annoying that it, it tries to, you know, like, make so many things seem important that just like are utter, utter like waste of time like having this whole wing of the house being like oh like we don't go there like you shouldn't go there and, like i forgot that because they never bring it up again <laughs> yeah and then like uh, like there's so much stuff there's like you know that and then it seems like they're trying maybe to have some type of theme with like spiders or bugs or something and then like the what about the that freaking um the doll of the grandmother that's in her room oh yeah it's like a creepy like, mannequin that, yeah. I, that i thought was the the, the caretaker lady uh and does it like does it turn its head or something at one point like it, it turns its head at the end of the scene and she, she leaves it in a different room because she thinks it's creepy and then it turns its head at the end of the scene and then it's never so, up again just, just so but what does that mean though because if all right so if because yeah like the the character is not in the room so if there is no 
creepy stuff going on and she's just crazy, then why are we as a viewer seeing that with our own eyes as in, you know, instead of like something that we'd be experiencing through her? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Are you telling me that the, the twist <laughs> in this movie doesn't hold up? Because no, you're totally yeah, right. Like, might. <laughs> we, we, we shouldn't be, yeah, like the, the idea of there being creepy things when she's not around are ridiculous. Like, if everything's in her head, if she's being paranoid and and imagining all these things that are happening, imagining Finn Wolfhard saying these things, imagining the photograph she finds or the diary she finds from the previous uh, tour. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe it's a simple. I mean, that's a good point, actually. Most of the stuff from the backstory comes from that diary. I mean, maybe like she had a similar experience to this backstory, and that's why it's uh, is what it is. And you know, what's kind of funny is like. <laughs> The movie takes place in, in the 1990s, but, like, uh, when you're going through, like, the diary, that feels like it's out of the 1600s or something. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the stable master and, like, the, uh, you know, governess. <laughs> like, it's like, all right. <laughs> so the sad part is, is that I feel like there is a story here about someone who's been through an abuse or an assault and how it's left them traumatized and how they're, they're struggling to believe it happened, so they've built this, like, fake world around them and they're... Like, there's probably a story here where we could get into, like, really analyzing what each of the, the elements mean. Unfortunately, the writing quality and the, the directing here, the writing mainly, though, is just not up to par. It just it has nothing. It feels so shallow. It feels like it's just doing creepy, generic horror movie things. Not even half decent at that. Just really, really poorly. And then it tries to give it all meaning and weight and this nonsensical ending that comes out of nowhere with very little build-up and i yeah i mean like obviously this is uh like again i i never read the you know um uh, I, I don't Book. know what you, i was gonna say like i don't know if like it's a novella short story or full novel or whatever but you know the original story you know i, I never read it but i i've heard the name before it's there's got to be something to it if it's you know something that is uh you know held in high regard in culture and obviously it seems like other horror people like it you know like you said like the next season of a you know the very popular netflix show is going to be based on it. so there's got to be something there if it's continuously being adapted and, and everything um yeah so so it's it's not like the story or the source material it's like obviously there's something there because you know it, it stuck around but yeah the, this movie doesn't do it like any favors <laughs> whatsoever yeah i actually just looked up the original story uh, on on the Wikipedia, <coughs> it was a nineteen sorry an eighteen ninety eight horror novella by Henry James that first appeared oh. uh, in a serial format in uh, Collier's Weekly Magazine uh, from January to April in eighteen ninety eight. So it was actually like a yeah. So it was released uh, in that way. Um, I I kind of was hoping it would give me like a brief uh, synopsis. It it gives me more just like a full plot summary. Uh, I wanted to read oh, yeah. just a, a synopsis of the original story to see how how similar it Closely. felt yeah yeah uh so uh, it does mention some of the characters like males is the boy floor is the girl you know it's, it's got these elements to it but <laughs> they they kept the names <laughs> yeah uh, and music has a theme like he does play music without permission although i assume it was on a gramophone <laughs> at the time yeah yeah so yeah, and Quint is in the story. Yeah, so, I mean the, the elements are there that they've used the, the 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 basic things that are in the that are in the story. <coughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, did a piss poor job. 
Uh, <laughs> what actually one scene that did make me laugh is when she goes to uh, his room and they're talking and he just like gets up and starts <laughs> going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he also gets really pissy at one point where every time she tries to talk to him, he just starts hitting these drums. Yeah. <laughs> so she can't so you can't hear her over. Uh yeah. Although the ending's way different here, by the way. I'm just I'm looking at the, how this ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they did something different with it. <laughs> so So the book doesn't end uh by like the writer going all right, now let's pull back and realize <laughs> that the painting she was looking at was actually the last uh, 30 pages. I'll tell you what, I'll read the last paragraph of this this plot summary, right? So if you, if, if anyone okay. cares about spoilers for the book, or potentially, I guess, spoilers for the Netflix show that's coming up, The Hunt in a Bly Manor, uh, although having that, I've watched this movie now and I've seen the other movie, even though it's been a long time and I didn't remember it that well, I wasn't really concerned about that, because who knows how they're going to tackle <laughs> this, but I'll give you the, sure. the warning for that, just in case you want to go and call to that series. So here's the uh, the last paragraph on Wikipedia, because I'm fascinated by this. Okay. So, later, without permission, Flora leaves the house while Males is playing music for the governess. The governess notices, notices Flora's absence and goes with Mrs. Gross in search of her. Uh, so the governess being the, the Mackenzie Davis character. Just, uh, yeah. That wasn't obvious. Uh, they find her uh, on the shore of a nearby lake, and the governess is convinced that Flora has been talking to the ghost of Miss Jessel. When the governess finally confronts Flora, the girl denies seeing Miss Jessel and demands never to see the governess again. At the governess's suggestion, Mrs. Gross takes Flora away to her uncle, leaving the governess with Miles, who that night uh, at last talks to her about his expulsion. The ghost of... I think we mentioned he got expelled. That was in the movie as well. Yeah. It's such a minor beat, though, comparatively. <laughs> uh, the ghost of Quint appears to the governess in the window. The governess, governess shields Miles who attempts to see the ghost. The governess tells Miles he is no longer controlled by the ghost and then finds that Miles has died in her arms. So it does have an ambiguous ending, by the sounds of it. It sounds like like she thought he was being controlled by the ghost and then she, she like, you know, like did she accidentally kill this kid, <laughs> basically, <Yeah. laughs> uh, instead. But um, and It's like she's, she's obviously seen a ghost and... But she's also like not letting other people see it, so you don't really get a confirmation if it is real or not. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I mean, the Wikipedia summary is not exactly the best thing to go on here, but sure. uh, I was just curious to see like how similar the ending is. Uh, so it, it does have that element where the girl's scared of her. Like, so there is actually before the weird twist ending, might I add, there's hints that the kids are actually starting to be scared of her. That's a you know maybe yeah. if they'd done something with that, maybe if the movie said, hey. Flora's starting to be scared of her, and we'd go, but why? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe the ending would actually help answer that, perhaps. But, uh, <sighs> no. Um, rough, 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 rough. And I'm not just an impression of a dog. <laughs> I'm just saying the word rough over and over. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I um, have very little the, more to add. What do you want to say, Tim? <laughs> uh, so the scene where, like, mrs gross dies or you know uh i guess you know not really dies but you know what i mean uh like the other thing i thought was weird about that is first of all it, it's so dumb the way they do it like she like flips over the stairs but it's like done in like slow motion like mm. it it looks like really bad um but then I, I mean i guess it doesn't matter now since uh i guess that whole part was fake anyway but uh when it first happened like i kept wondering like 
all right, like if the um ghost of Quint like could have done that like all this time, like why did <laughs> like wait to do it until now? Like, if anything, the only interesting thing about this is and and reminding me what the story is and sort of looking up what the original story is. I'm fascinated by how much of this ambiguity will be in the TV show and you know in the Netflix season yeah. because, like. I assume because it's like, you know, eight or ten episodes, they're, they're going to have flashback episodes or whatever to the, the, the Quint yeah. stuff and all that. And I'm like, how, how do you do all of that and then still have this ambiguity at the end? That, oh, maybe this wasn't real. This was all really just her. Yeah. It's uh, a great question. I don't know. Um, at least I'm more excited for it because the people that are making it have oh, talent. Oh, sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it definitely will be interesting to see. And, and I don't know, maybe they just kind of use it as like a, springboard and have a lot of different ways to uh, expand upon it but i don't know um yep. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the turning yeah there's of my there's, stomach it's <laughs> like so many like weird things too like uh thinking that well like when mrs gross says like she poisoned clint uh quint I, I guess that's in the the whole fake period too, so we don't know if that's real. But mm. uh, it, it's it's so annoying. Like I, I have questions, but I feel like um I don't care enough really to to get any answers. Yeah, I honestly the movie before the ending is just really bland, and it's the same sort of stuff we've talked about a hundred million times with uh, other January and February horror movies that. You know, your mainstream studio-produced movies that just have no spark, there's no creative vision that you can sort of see on the screen. It's just doing the same old thing. The music's yeah. always in your face. It's not tense. It's not suspense building. It's none of those things. It's it's a failure in every conceivable way. And it's not the psychological like horror drama either that <laughs> some on Amazon may claim it is. <laughs> so, no, I, I have to say uh, that... It's almost like, I'll be honest, for the first two thoughts, like, this is really bad, but it's not as bad as the reputation, you know, implied it was. And then it got to those last 10 minutes, so I went, you know what? No, fair enough. Earned yeah. it. Earned that F. The, <laughs> um, the scene, too, where they're playing, uh, like, flashlight tag. Like, I just... Any one of these movies when, you know, a character starts to gear up and be like, hey, we're going to play this game. It's just like, I know there's going to be, like, some dumb, cheap, you know, generic scare that's going to come from it. And uh, I, I mean, again, like, I feel like this is even like mediocre on those levels. Like, yeah, it, it's very cheap and generic, but even like worse so than a lot of, you know, the kind of regular run of the mills movies that you watch from that. Yeah. So as soon as the same, let's go play flashlight tag. You know, for a fact, that it's going, this is just going to end with her in a cramped hallway. Yeah. Looking you know, like, getting scared because she thinks she sees something in the distance and being like, you know, uh, what was his name? Miles. Uh, you know, Miles, stop messing around. Miles, this is enough of this now. And then obviously it's not Miles. He's up eating Pop-Tarts with everyone else. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe wants some Pop-Tarts. I'll give it that. <laughs> and uh, also, I mean, you know, we didn't really mention it, but um, I think uh, it kind of goes without saying, like, uh, obviously when you do see the ghosts and stuff, they're CGI and it looks bad. Oh. Oh yeah, actually, that was, that was something I was hitting that earlier before we got to spoilers. Is that when in the brief moment where she's like convinced she's seen the ghost, and the ghost kind of like kills uh, Mrs. Uh, Gross, 
Yeah. The ghost just looks, it's got this sort of like a uh, flickering effect on it, where it's, he's kind of like shaking and he's got like a wavy effect over the top of him. It looks bad. It just like, that was what I was talking about earlier. And I said like, there was, it got laughably bad for a bit before it got like really bad in another way, before it got to this, this awkward <laughs> twist stuff. I like, and wait, we didn't even really like, talk about like the dream sequences too. Like the one where she's like uh, chasing or running away from Miles or chasing him or whatever with a horse. And you see Quint on the horse too. It's it looks so bad. Well, I think that was trying to hint at what uh, what the, what we just read about from the original story is that maybe Miles is such a little dickhead because Quint the ghost is actually possessing him. Right. Yeah. Which is totally fine. But yeah, just in terms of like visual quality, I thought it just looked horrible. Like the the really bad ghost uh, on his back. Yeah. That, it, it comes back to what we've said already is that nothing in this movie actually is supported. Or, or works in hindsight when you get to the ending. Oh, the ending just makes all of it feel like no, this was a different movie before then. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's horrible. Tim, <laughs> I think it's time to rate the movie. What are you giving the turning? I think I'm gonna give it a two. Which <laughs> I I guess like the. You know, <laughs> those those small little <laughs> two points, uh, I, I guess, is just for, one, the performers. Like, at least they were good. <laughs> like, you know, they don't have anything to work with, but at least they're, like, not terrible actors. And then I, I guess the other one is, like, well, again, like, you know, uh, like you always say when you write stuff, it's like, well, at least the camera wasn't, like, pointed at the floor. <laughs> you know, like, at least <laughs> on a technical level, it's not, like, hard to watch i guess but yeah I, mean, I, I really can't think of any other merits or anything at all that would like you know give it any other points yeah they, they, these actors deserve better material for sure i yeah i, I really can't argue with it too uh it, the only reason why it's not a one is because it like you say it's more technically proficient at least from a, a visual point of view compared to you know, Birdemic or other, yeah. like, true 1 out of 10 things, or maybe Birdemic's a 0, to be honest. It doesn't even have sound mixing. But, <laughs> like, like, I feel like the the movie, like, I don't like the directorial choices. I think the the, 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 the 10 scary scenes, if you will, are shot far too generic. They're, they're uninspired. But it doesn't do some of those culprit, culprit-y things that I really hate. Like, it doesn't have the blue tint, at least. So it looks fine from a yeah. colour perspective. It looks, you know, okay in that sense. I, yeah, two out of ten. I did. This is one of the most baffling endings. I, I I saw someone online, and we've not done this movie yet, and I'm su- assuming at one point we will. But the ending to this is only worsened or only beaten, uh, in terms of how bad it is, uh, by the film, which the title maybe we'll come back to in a second. But the one that ends with go to this website to find out the true ending. Is it devil something? The devil inside? Is it I trapped the I trapped the devil. Maybe I trapped the devil. Something with the devil in it. There's a something devil in the that, title. Yeah. Yeah, I actually did think about that as well because yeah, just it did make me think of like, yeah, like what other what other movies have like, you know, just as as bad horrible endings and yeah, like I mean that might be the only one that beat it because it literally like does not give you the the ending, <laughs> but Jesus, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that is that is the turning. You can let us know what you think of the movie. 
in the comments below. Please do like. Liking's a really easy way to support everything we do, and it really helps us out if you're on well, if you're on YouTube. That is obviously if you're onto the audio version, then you can give us a, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever that helps us out too. Uh, it lets these services know to recommend us out to other people. So you're helping us a lot by doing that. And we also mentioned, of course, Patreon earlier on uh, for financial support and get some bonuses for your troubles. So go do that. Get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. Um, and actually, there's a little bonus section here at the end, Tim. It's going to be a new feature on all of our movie reviews. Oh, my. Right. It's called <laughs> Tim's Going to Pose for the Thumbnail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the reason for this is because you know, a lot of the time during the movie, your head's cut off or whatever. Although it's actually okay right now, to be honest. But uh, we'll make a fun segment. So I meant this is really just for the video because you can't see it in the audio. <laughs> but Tim, I would like you to pose because yeah. now you know I put, put our faces on the thumbs for YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to hit the 3, 2, 1, and I'm going to strike a pose, right? Okay. You only have to hold it for a second. As long as you're not moving <laughs> for a second, it's fine. All right. Sure. 3, 2, 1. <laughs> that's what that's, You're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> admittedly, your hands are all cut off at the edges, which is kind of what I was trying to avoid. But honestly, that was good enough that I'll, I'll make it work somehow. Uh, but there you go that's your little quick segment I mean that, that'll be the longest it ever takes because I had to explain it to what it was to Tim <laughs> so, thank you very much guys for joining us once again uh, we appreciate it loads uh, keep watching the scary movies look out for more episodes coming soon but we're, that is us so thank you very much for joining us we are Screams After Midnight keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time